Okay, well, I, was, I walked into this auditorium a few weeks ago and I saw Phil Hillsden up this ladder putting up that star behind me. He and Sally were doing all the decorations and I suddenly had a flash of inspiration for this uh, Christmas Eve talk. And like every good sermon, this sermon has three points. The first point is this, children, don't try this at home. The second point is, whoever's in charge of health and safety in this church, please do not tell them that this happened uh, when they get back. Actually, it's probably me in charge of health and safety at the moment. And the third point is, this sermon is sponsored by Direct Line Insurance. I did read before I started this morning that 155 accidents happen every year in the UK through uh, ladders, so I hope you're all praying for me as we go. Well, you may ask, what on earth is our preacher doing up a ladder today? And I hope that in the next 10 minutes or so, everything will become clear. Those of you who have a keen eye will have noticed that I am standing on the seventh step of the ladder. And I start here because seven rhymes with heaven. Uh, From all eternity, it's always been a long way down for Jesus when he started off in heaven for all eternity with God the Father. It says in the Bible, in the beginning was the Word, that's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's what the Bible says. So for all eternity beyond time and space, for eons and for light years. Jesus is God himself, awesome in power, great in majesty. And he looks down on our great universe of galaxies and stars and planets and black holes and dark matter and moons. And the miracle of Christmas is that our amazingly wonderful and utterly glorious God came down to earth and made his home with people like us. Jesus went from earth to heaven so that one day you can go from heaven to earth. Sorry, other way around. Jesus went from heaven to earth so that one day you can go from earth to heaven. First step down. But he did not only go from heaven to earth. When I say he came to earth from heaven, Don't think that means that he came like one of the angels who came to uh, announce the news of his birth. They were so fearsome, the Bible says, that the shepherds trembled when they saw them. But he wasn't like that. Jesus wasn't shining all around. He didn't have a great robe, white light lightning. He didn't have wings and a halo or anything like that. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 2 that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. He was 100% fully human. So that's the next step down. But not only did Jesus become a normal human like you and like me. I mean, sure, Jesus had fingers and toes. He had a brain. He had a heart. He had a liver. He had feelings and emotions just like you, just like me. He was flesh and blood. But did he come into the world as a fully grown adult, a strong man? And of course we know, don't we? The answer is no. He entered the world as a newborn baby, just like we all did. Jesus needed his nappy changing. He needed a pat on the back to bring up the burps. He needed to be suckled at his mother's breast. He needed rocking to sleep. 
He had to learn to walk. He had to learn to get dressed. He had to learn to spell his name. Just imagine that. He had to learn to spell the name that is above all names. God became a child so that you can one day be a child of God. That's for the next step down. But not only did he come into the world as a baby, was he privileged? Did he live in a wealthy family? Did he live in a stately mansion? Did he have servants? Did he eat posh food like foie gras and caviar and truffles and champagne? Did he, was he born with a silver spoon in his mouth, as we say? And of course, no. He lived in a very ordinary family. He had brothers and sisters who squabbled and argued, even when they were adults. Uh, his dad was just an ordinary manual laborer in a nothing town called Nazareth. His mum was an unknown housewife. He became a nobody so that you can be special as somebody with dignity and honor. But not only was Jesus from an ordinary, modest background, when he was born at Christmas, he didn't even have the simple comforts of a normal home. No kitchen, no bathroom, no bedroom, no toys. He was surrounded by farm animals, and his first bed was a feeding trough out of which a goat or a cow had just lately been eating its dinner. And his whole life was a bit like that, really, Jesus. No cozy home, no nice designer clothes, no fancy holidays. Pretty well, everything he had was borrowed from somebody else. The Bible says this, that our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sakes became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. You can have all the blessings of God in the heavenly realms because of what Jesus did for you. Not only was he poor, one step down from that, when he was a baby, Herod wanted him killed, as we saw a few weeks ago. When he grew up, the Pharisees wanted him killed as well. He spent all his life in danger. For the first few years of his life, he was on the run. And from the last few years of his life, he was constantly in peril. And he didn't really have a home either. He said, the Son of Man has no place to lay down his head. Meaning he wandered from place to place. He slept rough sometimes. God became homeless and in danger so that you can have a safe home in heaven forever. Next step down. And in the end, Jesus was killed in the worst way possible to die. Crucifixion, one of the most painful means of death ever invented. God was rejected so that you can become accepted. God was hated so that you are so loved. Jesus was lonely broken on the cross to show that you can be a friend of God, made whole. He was afflicted so that you can be healed. And he died so that you can have life. What an amazing thing Jesus did. 
Thanks, Jacob. Jacob's ladder. Why did Jesus do this as I end? Why didn't he stay in heaven? It was so good up there. The view was amazing. Worshipped by angels, thousands upon thousands of angels falling down before him, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The Bible tells us why he did it, and it says this. God loved the world so much, so much, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him could not perish, not need to go to hell, could not perish, but have eternal life. He must love you so much to have made that journey. How much he must love you today to have become one of us so completely.